Well, hello and welcome to the Sauce Report. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day because I know I am because today is a day that the Lord hath made and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. You know, yesterday we talked about who was Thomas Andrews and we got to find out that he was the shipbuilder of the Titanic, the Olympic and USS Normad. Along with the day before, we talked about who was uh, Captain Smith, Edward Smith, who was a captain of the Titanic, as well as the Olympic. And he eventually, both of those two eventually went down with the ship, and they were considered to be heroes. You know, I think it's important that we also find out, and I'm going to read you, not read you, I'm going to give you interesting facts about the Titanic that you might have not known. And again, this is a small Titanic series. We are focusing on what really happened to the Titanic. You know, <clears throat> I think we should start off by stating that the Titanic actually lies 12,600 feet um, in underwater in the Atlantic Ocean. The ruins of the Titanic lie nearly 2.5 miles beneath the surface of the ocean, approximately 370 miles off of the coast of Newfoundland, Canada. The ship broke in two, and the gap between the bow and the stern is about 2,000 feet in the seabed. And did you also know that in about 2030 and 2035, you will not be able to find the Titanic anymore? The reason why is because that there is a, a certain bacteria that is eating away the Titanic, literally. So the scientists are thinking that uh, you will not be able to identify the Titanic anymore in about, I would say, 11 more years to 7 more years. 7 to 11 more years. You will not be able to identify where the Titanic is or uh, whatever happened to it. And another interesting fact that we kind of are looking at is the iceberg that hit the ship may have jutted, jutted out 100 feet above water. So what do you mean by that? Is that the iceberg that the, that the Titanic collided uh, with a speculated to have been anywhere from 50 to 100 feet above water? To have been anywhere from uh, above water. The entire iceberg is believed to have been between 200 and 400 feet long. Wow. Imagine seeing that. And here's why it was very hard to see. The iceberg. As a matter of fact, I bet it was very hard when you know that the, there was no binoculars. And it was a brand new moon. For instance, when you are driving along the road and you see, uh, and especially this is where very well evident in Texas and in Oklahoma, where you see that reflection off of the road. You know, it's like that road is like watery, but it's really not as you draw near it. So it's like optical illusion. So what happened was, it was a brand new a new moon. And it was that lineage illusion. Well, a lineage illusion is when the, the water is super clear at night and it's too dark. Like it's very dark, dark. And so things that tend to be, like for instance, close is actually tend to be further away or vice versa. What happened was, if they would have only had binoculars on the ship, which the room that the binoculars were in was locked the whole entire time. And that the individual that had the master key actually got sick a couple actually hours before he was supposed to board the ship. But the sad part is, the whole caveat to it, is that not only 
did they not only did uh, he only have the master key, he was the only one that had the master key to the special room. The individual we still do not know. So what happened was once three days later, after he found out, he knew that the key was with him and he knew that uh, the ship would be in big time trouble because the, um, for the people in the crow's nest was a huge deal to have binoculars. The sad part was, was that the individual that failed to have the binoculars uh, was uh, did commit suicide three days after the ship sunk, killing 1,500 people. That is a very interesting uh, fact that I did not know, actually. So what happened was the t- iceberg, when they noticed the iceberg, it was already too late. So by the time they noticed it, they already hit the ship or the ship already hit it. Another interesting fact, and there's going to be going, this is all going to be interesting facts. That over half of the people on board could have survived all of the, if all the spaces available in lifeboats was used. For instance, there's this, um, this, this lifeboat called the Millionaire's Lifeboat. What that Millionaire's Lifeboat was, um, was it only had seven people. And the seven people paid $500 to the service members uh, to only board that millionaire's lifeboat. And, that millionaire, and the lifeboats normally averaged 40 people a boat. Now, they only had seven and 12 people. So that, if my numbers are right, it had 19 with a one-two ratio for service members or um, people that are supposed to serve them and cater to them. So what happened was, was that the millionaire's lifeboat was the first one to leave and it was the first one to escape as further as way they could because they didn't want to have people uh, clobbing them and they didn't want to have people, uh, they didn't want to have people like sinking the lifeboat. So they're the ones that went the furthest away and it's called the millionaire's lifeboat because all of them in modern day would be considered millionaires. And another interesting fact that I think is important is Milton Hershey or Hershey was supposed to be it was uh, we don't know if he was actually on the Titanic but the founder of the Hershey's um was invent the the individual Milton Hershey the one that supposedly invented the Hershey bar and the Hershey chocolate wrote a 300 check to reserve his stateroom on the RMS Titanic but business took predecessors uh, and the Hershey and his wife missed out on the excursion. Wow, that's a huge dodge. He dodged a bullet there. And this is also fascinating. So a lot of um a lot of you didn't know that there was only three um funnels or three steam or smokestacks that were actually used. A lot of the smokestacks on the Titanic, the only four, that was only for looks. While the fourth one was actually used for shots. It was used as a ventilation. While the other three were used to actually steam the boat. I bet you did not know that as well. And it also states that um, that the robust ship's four funnels were partially for show. Only three of the four funnels ejected soot. The other was merely used for ventilation purposes and added a certain majestic anesthetic to the ship. Along with them, so we're going back to uh, the millionaire's lifeboat. 
Did you also know that Millionaire's Lifeboat was the very first boat that was released um, an hour after the iceberg was left? I find that to be very interesting. That the first lifeboat was released an hour after the iceberg struck. It may seem like common sense for a ship to immediately release safety boats upon hull bridge. But the Titanic, however, did not release its first lifeboat until an hour relapsed, until an hour passed. And by the time that was in that during that time it was very frantic, I believe. And they were trying to get all the people the millionaire's lifeboat, and they were trying to get all the money back. And <clears throat> the ship and it's also interesting, you know, with the amount of people uh that the ship carried. Uh the ship only carried uh two thousand two hundred and twenty three passengers and crew altogether. Of the 2,223 people aboard the Titanic, only 1,517 people did not survive the collision with the iceberg. The ship was not even full capacity as it could fit 3,500 people. That is what you call a very, very sad uh, time. And that only about 700 people, 705 people survived the ship, uh, survived the the sinking of the Titanic. I find that to be interesting that why was it so empty? That's my question. I guess we will never know. Along with the, th- along with the um, 2,500 uh, fi- and 223 people, it re- reached a record launch for the ship launching. As some it is rec- recorded that over 100,000 people attended the ship launch. And it was the h- biggest uh, crowd supporting, and it was one of the most watched ship launched in the world. And the first time, an immense and for instance, some one hundred thousand people attended the ship's launch. The first time the immense White Star liner made its way into the water was on May thirty first, nineteen eleven, in Belfast. May thir- oh May thirty first, nineteen eleven. I am so sorry about that. It's estimated that one hundred thousand people or roughly one-third of the population in Belfast, watched the just-over-a-minute-long launch. Wow, oh wow. And not only that, but um, the ship was actually was not 900 feet long. The exact measurement was 882 feet long and 9 inches in length, making it the biggest vessel at that time. But today's largest cruise ship is nearly 1,200 feet long. And yes, that is the Royal Caribbean Symphony of the Seas. And it's interesting because we look at the people getting off of the the ship and we look at the people getting off in the millionaire's lifeboats. And I hate to say it, but I'm not a huge advocacy in alcoholism. I'm not a big alcoholism or alcoholic. I don't drink alcohol myself. But the chief baker, did you know, treaded water for over two hours before being rescued. That is what he said, according to his uh, witness account. And that the uh, Charles Jocklin supposedly treaded water for two hours before he was found. He claimed the co-ops, uh, the copious amount of whiskey he had consumed before the ship sank had kept his body warm enough to sustain the sub-freezing water. As a matter of fact, he not only did tread 
for two hours. But when he was given the opportunity, when the lifeboat did find him, they had no room. So he just held on to the boat. And that, I would hate to say, I would freeze in that situation. I would, literally, I would not survive. And he actually also went and described how he went down with the ship. And that he was at the top of the stern, where the stern was, and he went down. And the only thing that, you know, another great depiction was in the movie Titanic. You saw that Chief Baker take a swig of the whiskey. He kept the whiskey going. And that was one of the interesting things. And that once again, the Titanic does a fantastic depiction of what that Chief Baker did and how that was a true account. And along with those environmentalists, you're probably not going to like this. But the ship burned an estimated 825 tons of coal per day. And it's also fascinating that the Titanic was far from a light craft, weighing at some 46,000 tons. The beam, the beam mammoth, or the, this huge vessel, burned a reported 825 coals, uh, or tons of coal per day in, nine, in 159 furnaces that heated over 29 boilers that eventually went up into... Uh, three compartments or into the three smokestacks, and that's what uh, burned out over 8,000 tons per minute of soot and coal into the air. And if we look at it today, that the, back in the day, it costs to build the Titanic about $7 million to construct. If you add that up today, it would be equivalent to $183.4 million dollars which I do not have the money, so that would not even be <laughs> uh, considered at all. And while the ship was being built, unlike the airport at DIA, which is Denver International Airport, we know for certain that two workers died during the construction of the ship. But there might have been others who were killed. Samuel Joseph Scott, 15, fell from a ladder and fatally fractured his skull. Joseph Dobbins was squashed by timber that fell while transporting the Titanic from the shipyard to the dock where it launched. And it is said to be built, it is said that over dozens of people actually were killed during the building of it. And did you also know that the ship took over two years to build? The ship took over 26 months to build. The construction crews used 3 million rivets and to build the 26,000-ton hull, a combination of iron and steel. Those 3 million rivets are considered your 3 million uh, screwdrivers, or your 3 million screws. And did you also know that where the iceberg hit on that side, the reason why the metal was bent so easily, and why it damaged so easily, uh, unlike, unlike a regular ship, was during the construction, the, that part of the Titanic caught on fire, which softened up the metal. And when, they, and when that metal softened up, it caused, um, and they tried to repair it, but that metal was never the same. So they tried to fix it, and they tried to put new metal over it. Or they tried to re-put the metal back onto it to make it firm and to make it strong again. But eventually, that is the same part where that ship hit the, the, the Titanic, hit that certain area, and caused a hole into it. And no, the hole was not 300-foot-long hole. It was the... The damage area was 300 feet long, yes, but it was not one big hole. It is said that the 
that the increments were sporadic and that there were compartments that were affected uh, that had major damage was compartment one, compartment four, compartment five, and parts of compartment six. But compartment one and compartment four through five was four and five were damaged heavily and they had significant amount of uh, damage. And that is where is uh, to be found where that fire was in the building of it. And the sad part is that normal, normally that would not happen back in the day. If a ship were to be hit, if it were to hit something, it would it would uh, it would dent it, but it would not break the metal or would not make increase the metal. And it's also interesting if you're fascinated with anchors. Uh, it took over twenty horses uh, were needed to transport the main anchor. The ship's main anchor weighed over 16 tons, or more than 30,000 pounds. 20 horses were required to transport the anchor two miles from the casting site to the town of Netherton, to the train station to uh, Dooley in 1911. Now that is a lot of horses. And it's interesting that in out of the shipwreck, over... Um, they found a menu, uh, last lunch menu. They found a last lunch menu. That sold over for $10,000 in 2015. And it's interesting because there was a private auction and a collector bought the Titanic's last first class lunch menu in an online auction for over 88000 And the collector paid 18000 more than the initial maximum price. Or tens of thousands of dollars. Sorry about that. It was about $88,000. I would hate to say it. I would actually keep... That would be a very cool memento to have. And only... And out of the male crew, you know, they were probably sexist back then today. But look at the time clock. So out of the 908 crew members, only 23 were female. Only three did not survive the collision. Of the eight hundred eighty-eight, only eight hundred eighty-eight, only eight hundred and eighty-five. Man, I can't get my words right. I'm sorry about that. Crew members, oh, pretty much majority of them died. Uh, six hundred ninety-three went down with the ship. Uh, that is more than half of the ship. Uh, pretty much most of the females. I mean, that's a pretty good ratio. Uh, three females. Um. That, that did not survive. That's a very good ratio, um, and shows you that that did not tailor. That was not sexist. That the water did not care if you're a male or female. It's it killed you anyway. And it's interesting. We continue on, stating that less than a third of all people aboard the ship survived. Only seven hundred five out of the two thousand two hundred twenty three people, and crew members made it back home. Some 61% of the passengers who survived were first-class guests. Less than 25% of third-class passengers survived. It is, said, it is also said that pretty much right when the Titanic hit the iceberg, they closed the gates for the, uh, the third class. It was There were three tiers. It was the first class, second class, and uh, third class. Your first class was full of your CEOs, what we call them CEOs today, but back then we called them your rich, your your elites, your um, multimillionaires, business owners. And then it also 
went to second class as your musicians, your authors, and your musical cast, and even pastors, and um, and maybe some business people, and they still got treated a little bit better. And then your third class was more of your immigrants that were fleeing that kind of oppression, and it was more of your your peasants. And right away, when you were on the ship, you were pretty much at the bottom of the ship, so you were automatically, um, automatically, uh, disc- it makes you a little bit harder to get off the ship. Unlike the first class, which took about the first three levels, and it was very sad to know. So the temp and when we go on with the temperature of the water, um, the sea water was well below freezing when the ship sank, according to the measurements taken by Captain Stanley Lord of the SS California, a ship that was near the Titanic. When it sank, the water temperature read at twenty eight degrees. And normally, if you're normally if you dive into a water that's twenty eight degrees, first of all, you would uh, have a bunch of knives jabbing right into. That's how it feels like if you dived right in to water that was 28 degrees and the sad part is is that your human body would only survive about 45 minutes in freezing water so the sad part is is that once the ship sank there were over dozens of people that tried to survive uh, the ship and uh, unlike the chief baker i bet majority of them were not drunk Um, and a few of them probably i think only a handful of people were actually rescued out of the over the 300 that were still like um, on top of the water. And it is later to be documented that days later, bodies rolled up on, not on the shore, but other ships that went by, uh, ran into the bodies and they over saved over 333 bodies uh, that were later uh, sent back to England and were sent to a, a harbor in New York and even in California or in, even in Canada. They also found other bodies, but they were not able to depict who they were because it was well into their decomposition stage. And that's the sad part. And so, unlike the Chief Baker, he, I don't know, I mean, God must have been watching over him, but the body was not your body was not able to survive 28 for 45 minutes. As we stay in the, as we stay in the water topic, um, on an average day, the Titanic consumed, or the individuals on the Titanic, consumed over 14,000 gallons of drinking water was consumed by all the classes, by all the people, each and every day of the Titanic for the past three days. So that was about... If I did my math right, 14 times 3, uh, I think it's about 2, ooh. yeah, I don't, I'm not good at math, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, for perspective, so we're jumping down to the perspective, so for perspective, one gallon of water is equivalent to 16 cups, so 14,000 gallons means that there are 224,000 cups of water distributed among the 2,000 223 people for every 24 hours. And that's still about 38,000 uh, gallons uh, that was used um, for, for the duration of the, sh- uh, duration of the voyage before it sunk. And like we said, it was interesting that Captain Smith, we brushed it over how there were supposed to be 64 ships, 
but Captain Smith wanted the elegancy, and somehow um, Thomas Edwards or Thomas Andrews wanted all 64, but there was a miscommunication, big miscommunication, um, and they only ended up being 20 lifeboats out of 64. And I definitely can tell you, if there was 20, 64 lifeboats like it's supposed to have, we would, it would just be talking about a major, a few people died. So it's also fascinating that um, out of the 44th, out of the 14,000 gallons of water, there was also 40,000 fresh eggs aboard the ship. In other words, there was roughly over 3,333 dozens of eggs on the Titanic, and majority of which likely went down with the ship. Man, man, my question is, where did they store them all? That's my question. And we continue on with USS California that tracked the water temperature. They were about eight, nine, 21 nautical miles away from when the Titanic was struck and it went down. And um, the, the sad part was, not the sad part, but what's a huge blessing out of this whole thing, as we, um, we're going to wrap things up, on the positive note, there were two young brothers that survived the ship without a guardian. So Edmund and Michael uh, Navratel went down in history as the only children to survive the Titanic without a parent. They were two years apart in age and were nicknamed the Titanic Orphans. Their father, Michael S. Kidnap, or Sr., uh, kidnapped them from their mother, whom he wa was no longer with, and planned to take them to America. The last anyone saw of him was when he put his children in a lifeboat. And those two brothers were eventually, they did eventually pass away in 2009. And last but not least, it took over seven decades to find the ship's ruins because there was the technology was not quite as advanced. So with this in mind, we're going to continue to dive in a little bit more. I think tomorrow we're going to wrap things up on the ruins of the Titanic or the why the Titanic might have been sunk. So this is going to be a part one. And I hope that you guys have a blessed day. And remember, keep it saucy. Bye.